it's a new year. It's a new you and a new me. It's time for some, uh, what's it called? New Year's resolutions. <laughs> so do we have New Year's resolutions? No, just taglines. Yeah. yeah, We're not changing our ways. Well, we're starting up the new year <laughs> with a letdown. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, just like resolutions. You just go back to your old ways real quick. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, why change anything, right? <laughs> so, in the year 1990, the Bronx is officially declared no man's land. The authorities give up all attempts to restore law and order. From then on, the area is ruled by the riders. Honestly, I wish they would do that now. <laughs> like, just don't police us. But that's basically the plot of of uh, Escape from New York. Yeah, it is. But yeah. at the same time, I feel Which like this made... whole movie was a lot looser than that. Yes. <laughs> to where it was like, roll your own ground and we'll only interact whenever my daughter gets in the way. Yeah. <laughs> And also, it's not exactly no man's land because there's like full on traffic behind them yeah. in a couple shots. Uh, next one. The lucky ones were the first to die. From what? From what? I know. Like what? <laughs> it just seemed like it was a slow crawling virus. <laughs> right. The lucky ones were the first to die in any situation. Yeah. Okay. At my first birthday party. <laughs> the lucky he ones drowned in the pool. Die. Um, no, I killed him. And then, last but not least, a heavy metal journey into an urban hell where everything was done wrong. Okay. A, it's not heavy metal. Nope. B, it's not a journey to hell. It's like overgrown <laughs> it's, concrete. It's a journey to Detroit like, now. <laughs> and see, like, it's not everything's done wrong. It's just like it's their own rules by now. So this whole statement oh, I, is just like I thought you were gonna say. Off. I thought you were gonna say that the last part is extremely accurate because of this movie. No, well, yeah, everything was done <laughs> yeah. wrong in the movie, but like uh, in like their cultural thing, it's not like everything's done wrong. It's just like. I could go into like a political of like, yes, they could all do their own thing, what they're doing right now, and it's fine. But they mm-hmm. could also team up together, have one type of like, I want to say oligarchy, but I'm also very terrible with politics. They all rule their own grounds, but they come together to create like a super no, power they did. over the grounds. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So I know they rule their own wait, grounds. Wait, this is the intro. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Never mind. We'll get to it. But was everything done wrong? Not yeah. everything, but a hell of a lot in this movie. Like one caveman gang, one tap dancing gang, one Hen- Hell's Angels ripoff gang, one black exploitation gang, one rollerball ripoff gang, countless flamethrower deaths. I can't. I literally can could not count how many people died there. Uh, one death by claws, one death by neck snap, multiple gunshot deaths, and one harpoon to the chest. With no reports I can find on the budget or the gross of this film, but it has a 5.3 on IMDb and no Rotten Tomatoes score, but an audience meter of 35% reviewed by over 4,000 people. Wow. It's 1982's 1990 The Bronx Warriors. Let's drop some bombs.
This year five. I have a 73, 18, 14, 11. I'm gonna form a 91173. See if I can't do a 61492 AB. I'm over. The sucker was kind of gizmo. I did you a favor, trash. Call me evil. Carpet day. Huh? No. <laughs> Welcome to Bonds Away, the only podcast recorded inside a projection booth. Joining me in the studio, as always, is... Jared Seifert, and I am the Midwest St. Louis, but, like, not a warrior, just kind of, like, a gay, like, you know, like, a fun time if you ever want to weekend out, but also, like, make sure you, like, plan it a little bit in advance, because I'm an introvert, so I don't want to, like, force myself to go out, so, like, you know, let's plan it. Warrior. <laughs> people are like i don't i i i can we not bring those guys to the meeting because we need to introduce them every time and is the longest title ever we're great we okay whenever we go out we go out for fun but if we get dragged out it's not for fun oh my god it's the funsies mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway today we are talking about 1990 the bronx warriors so if you're wondering this film was shot in what 1992 82 1982 yeah and the future is supposed to be 1990s where the bronx is a be all just free reign okay do whatever i we've asked this question before uh, what would you do if the bronx went rogue <laughs> We've always asked that question. I've always said, what if the Bronx was just shut down and yeah. then people were allowed to just live on their own, create their own society off the grid? No. Um, we've asked this question in Chud, and uh, the, I think there's another one where we're like, what was New York in the 80s like? What is going on here? Not anything normal, apparently. Right? Because, like, everybody imagined that it was going to go to hell. Like, this movie um, is, at parts, at times, a direct ripoff of The Warriors, which was 78, 79. And other times, it's a direct ripoff of uh, John Carpenter's Escape from New York. Yeah, that was... I at first believed that that was something that we were doing, and then I realized it was not Escape from New York, because Escape from New York featured Kurt um, Russell, exactly. Yeah, and way better. But yeah, uh, no, it wasn't Fred Williamson. It was Isaac Hayes in that one. But um, Fred Armisen. <laughs> it's not Fred Armisen. <laughs> you eat the capu. Uh, it is not Fred Harmison, it's Fred Williamson, and I will get into Fred Williamson when he comes up, but he is a major... Whenever I get the opportunity. um, Yeah, he's a major B-movie star that, um, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Fred Williamson's work, uh, but might be familiar with, uh, I don't know, Rodriguez and Tarantino, he was, uh, the black guy in, uh, From Dust Till Dawn. That uh, like is fighting through the bar with uh, the vampires. Uh, he's the one with like the gigantic vampire smile once he finally turns. And um, his signature thing is he always, in everything that he does, carries a thin cigar around. He carries it in person as a real person, 
as an actor, he actually has people in Cuba that thin roll cigars specifically for him. He is an interesting character. I watched a 40-minute like question and answer documentary on on this movie and him where they just they asked him all these interesting questions and I I'll, I'll get into that, but like the, his history, his story of how he came to be in Hollywood from just being a a 49ers football player, a major football star is fascinating. Yeah. Um so this movie uh, the tagline that I wrote, um, not not that I wrote, <laughs> I wrote this. Um, a tagline that I read earlier is how this movie starts, which basically there's a title card that says, "In the year 1990, the Bronx is officially declared no man's land," which, by the way, doesn't seem like that's a thing really in this movie. Like it, it never really seems like they're cut off from anything. Like yeah. it seems more of by choice. If anything. And then the authorities give up all attempts to restore law and order. From then on, the area is ruled by the riders. I just don't... This movie, because some... Uh, even the poster like, kind of makes it... It's like, in a post-apocalyptic world. It's like, what? Like, if the po- apocalypse only affected the Bronx? Like, I just don't... Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't quite add up to me. Like and the, and none of this is really explained. They just let you go along with it the whole movie. Now, historically speaking also, this movie is an Italian film, yeah. right? Okay. So, this is Okay, cuz there were sometimes where I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure this dub is English, then there were other times where I was like, pretty sure that dub is not English. Okay. So, um Fred Williamson goes on to explain, right? Um, I forget what he calls it, like sound on set, I think it's called. Yeah. Right? So America likes sound on set, right? Uh, Where it's like you, 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 you can hear a pin drop. Everybody needs to be quiet, right? Where Europeans are like, we don't give a shit. Like we don't care like about the, like how close the dialogue matches to their lips and stuff like that. So, um, he goes on to explain where he's like, we're filming this movie, and uh, while we're doing our lines of dialogue, people will be like, yo, can I get a coffee over here? Can I get a, you know, like, uh, their makeup's off, so fix that on the next shot. Stuff like that, right? Yeah. And it didn't matter because they were going to record their, uh, like, re-record their lines in post anyway. And that seems insane to me. Like, it seems like, a, one, a lot of work, and two, real obvious, as we've now pointed out, where it's just like, uh, but he said that Europeans don't care like we do. Like, we're very finicky about that. But it's like, well, why shouldn't we be? Like, you're looking at me right now, and my lips aren't off from my what I'm saying. You know, like, why should I have to watch an entire hour and a half of this? Right? Other things known for this movie is that the um the main actor of this movie... uh. <laughs> Trash is his character name, which, okay, really? Like, everybody has, like, I... my name's Trash. My name is Boner. My name is, like, I'm Hot Dog. Hot Dog, right? I'm I'm the Hammer. Like, okay, I'm Ice. It's Witch, so bad. Hawk, Blade, Leech. I'm literally not making any of these names up either. Like, uh, okay. So, it's just bad. The main actor, uh, who is his uh, character's name is Trash, is Mark Gregory. Now, Mark Gregory 
was just in an Italian gymnasium at 17 years of age, and they, like, the director, which the director of this film is a very famous director, is Enzo Castellari, right? And he, I think he's most... The thing that, if I just threw it out to you, he's the director of the original Inglorious Bastards, hmm. the movie that Tarantino bought the rights to just so he could use the title. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because he bought the rights to Inglorious, this Inglorious Bastards by Enzo is featured on the Inglorious Bastards Blu-ray. Because oh. he's like, well, I own it now. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the inspiration that has nothing to do with my Inglorious Bastards other than being World War II. You know, so um, that's what he's like, probably most famous for directing. Um, he found this actor, uh, Mark Gregory, in a gymnasium. It was like, you got the look. Let's do this. Right. They had to train him because he had a very feminine walk because he liked the men. <laughs> Wait, trash. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 17 year old boy. He yeah. liked the men. They had to train him. You could say he was gay. It's I, fine. I, I like to sound Italian about it. He liked yeah. the men. Yeah, it's also just kind of like beating around the bush. <laughs> yeah, he it's liked like, the pepperoni. You don't, you don't exactly <laughs> want to say it, but you I can. I do. He, he, he liked penis. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you beat around the bush about it. To well, it's like you don't actually you know what's feel funny is, saying it. No, what's funny is that like – um. <laughs> Fred Williamson said he goes he um he he liked to walk softly in the snow is uh, exactly what he said in the documentary and I was like he like what it took me three times because he says it three times yeah. right he had this walk about I him. walk very politely on snow because <laughs> yeah he goes he like his actual words I wish I would have just gotten the clip but he's like he liked to walk softly on the snow and uh. you know like that wasn't really acceptable back then as it is now now it's cool now it's cool you want to yeah. do that right and I was like you can you, just like you were saying you could just say he was gay he's gay <laughs> right so um they had to actually train him to do that, uh, to walk like manly, like the leader of a like Hell's Angels gang that uh, is going around blazingly for no reason, wearing like Nazi symbols and Confederate flags. Oh, as there was definitely a Nazi symbol. <laughs> I was like, oh, did no. you see the Confederate flag as a bed yeah. sheet? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But didn't quite make sense because they were a multi-racial. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, they're like, yeah, we're still kind of, we're still kind of holding yeah. on. Like, we found this helmet. We're yeah. not, we're not Nazis. We just needed the helmets. Yeah. <laughs> so our our movie starts out, and there's a girl running across a bridge. Her name is Anne, and she's like, I'm running away from my rich life to go to the poor li- life. And that's, <laughs> I know, I hiccuped. Uh, Anne is played by Stefania uh, Goodwin, which is the daughter of Enzo, the director. <laughs> Um, yep. uh, historically speaking, they could not find somebody that could play Anne, and uh, Stefan- uh, Stefania uh, actually could speak English. So that was um, one of the important parts about this. And yeah. what I was going to say uh, before we moved on about Mark Gregory was that um, we're going to comment about Mark Gre- Gregory's delivery in this movie and how he kind of speaks like a special person. He's like... You go ahead and get the get the widers together, right? And you're like, what is the speech impediment? They all kind of speak like they never passed third grade, so 
Um, so he did not know English at all. And so basically they would say, you say this. And he would just say, and that's why none of his lines have any inflection, any tone, because he didn't know what he was saying. And apparently they were like, you say this and didn't even be like, this is the what that means. They were just like, say this. <laughs> and, and he'd be like, okay, get the gang together. I watched and I say. <laughs> and it I was a sign. I, I, yeah. Why you leave me, Anne? Because that's what he does. <laughs> so, um, yes, Anne is uh, just in the night, just running around uh, in the Bronx. And then she gets attacked by Canada. Right. Right. So she should get Canada because <laughs> they're rollerbladers. Yeah. It's a gang of rollerblading like dudes in silver. And yeah, that's it. Yeah. How would you even how would you describe like you're saying, oh, yeah, it's like Canadian hockey team, I guess. But like they it's it's like. It's like uh, rejects from Flash Gordon. It's not even like they're – they aren't rollerblading. They're roller skating. Yeah. So they've got the whole like lean forward a little bit and like you'll stop yourself. Yeah, (laughs) because they do. They're really good at it. And they've got like these weird triangle shoulder pads and stuff, and they they're like trying to be like seem bad, but they they're like a visual representation representation <laughs> of uh, a sperm, yeah, because <laughs> they got like white little penis yeah. helmets on, and but they don't really have hockey sticks, more like like they're like scythe hockey sticks, <laughs> they're like yeah, they're like field hockey sticks, yeah. Um, <laughs> But they get defeated by these leather dudes and... The Riders. Yeah, the Riders. So they're our main gang. And they save our girl. They (laughs) save um, Anne. Anne. So the Riders are basically like the stunt doubles of Jim Morrison, Rudger Howard, Sean Penn, and like Freddie Mercury. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, yeah. uh, that's That's what I think they look like. And... um. They they basically show up and save Anne from these roller right. hockey sperms. And then there's some clunky dialogue between the main guy, yes. um, Trash, and Anne. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you save me, it's great. <laughs> you, and you live like, with you us love now. Beautiful, yeah. uh, great, fan, fantastic. And good. then Anne's just in the next scene being yeah. like, what up? I wear a leather vest now. But also, <laughs> like... Well, she didn't even do that. Like, Anne ran away. She joined this gang. And then she still has her original, like, style of clothing. Yes. Throughout the entire film, didn't have a suitcase. (laughs) Like, all right, cool, Anne. Doing what you want with your fashion. (laughs) Whatevs. Yeah, because she was in a white shirt, and then she's in this, like, royal blue shirt for the majority of the movie after with the vest on. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't quite make any sense. Meanwhile, Anne also, Anne's like a deer in the headlights whenever she speaks. Oh, there yeah. is no emotion. There is no context to anything. But apparently she and Fred Williamson said that he's like, she she was good. She was good. I'm like, yeah. uh, was she good because you slept with her? <laughs> because he makes a joke uh, about uh, the girl named Witch, which is yeah. his like – 
like sidekick in the movie. He's like, I had a knack for finding talented women that complimented me. <laughs> and you're like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I had a knack for finding the white women. Because <laughs> basically what he said, like, you got to listen to this. I should have sent it to you. Like, I just didn't have time. I found it. I randomly stumbled upon it before we yeah. came here to this morning. It's 40 minutes, but he's, like, inspiring and fascinating and a little bit off-collar. Because yeah. like, it's, like, it's it's definitely because he references, he makes fun of uh, Twister had just come out. Because <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, you know, my movies were real. My movies had like danger and action, and you were invested in in the, me and, and what I was doing, right? He's like, nobody wants to see two morons go just run inside a twister. <laughs> That's, you gotta listen to it; it's great. He's like, because what's inside the twister? Just a cow spinning around. I was like, this guy is hilarious. He goes, he goes, you run inside a twister. I know what's going to happen to you. You're dead. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, okay, I'll just go into it because we're about to see him anyway. This yeah. He's in the next scene is that Fred Williamson was a football player that first went to college uh, to be a structural engineer, right? Somehow got uh, a full ride scholarship for football, even though he, he was like, I don't want to do that. I'll at least do track. I just don't want to do football. That's not my thing, right? And then... Somehow got a scholarship there. The 49ers drafted him before, like, the NFL merger. And then he was like, okay, well, I'm in California. Why don't I just go down to L.A. and see what's up, right? So this yeah. is, like, 1968 or something, somewhere in that. Um, it, he goes to California, and he shows up on the doorstep of one of the movie studios. I can't recall the one he said he was at. But he said he shows up on the doorstep, and um, – he basically goes, hi, I'd like to see, you know, the president of, uh, you know, the studio. Uh, yes, this was 1968. And they go, do you know? And they're like, sorry, no appointment, nothing, right? So he takes his car, he drives around the block, finds the first payphone he can find, calls the studio and says, hi, yes, um, Mr. Williamson, uh, we forgot to make an appointment for him, but he has an appointment, right? And they're like, okay. <laughs> and then goes back around the block, parks his car, goes back to the studio and is like, Hi, I'm Mr. Fred Williamson. I'm here for you know my five o'clock appointment, and they're like, "Oh, come right in, Mr. Williamson." If right? only it was that easy. I know, right? <laughs> and um, and then proceeds to do the same thing. Like he gets that far, gets to like the the secretary for the main dude of the the studio, and he's like, "Hi, I'd like to see whoever the guy was." And she's like, "Do you have an appointment?" He's like, "No, just tell him." The Hammer is here, right? Because that was his nickname in football. The Hammer. The Hammer. Right? And uh, she goes, okay, and buzzes the CEO and apparently goes, "Um, Mr. Hammer is here to see you? And he's like, no, The Hammer, not Mr. Right? And she goes, right? Because the the CEO apparently is like, who? And he's like, no, The Hammer. And she's like, "Uh, The Hammers? And he's like, the football star? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, send him in. Just like that. Yeah. Have a 15 minute conversation. He signs him to a movie deal. And here he becomes this major Hollywood star. Yeah. Right. But as as he was getting roles, uh, he made sure that the studios promised him that he was one of the first people like then Stallone and Schwarzenegger started doing this kind of stuff after him is this whole like you're not allowed to kill me by the end of the movie. Like I always get the girl. And some other role. I forget what the third role is. I'm sorry. I'm botching this I'm a whole savior. thing. <laughs> right? 
Um, and and that was that that was how he and he became the first like really big black like in the black exploitation yeah. type thing, which he doesn't believe in that word. Uh, he's like black exploitation. You're not exploiting me at all. I got paid. It's literally another line that he uses. Yeah. Like this guy's awesome. Um, but he goes he goes on to be like I created a hero when most of the time for, throughout history blacks were being used only as basically comedic fodder because if they were in like a comedic action role or anything yeah. they didn't seem threatening. Right? He's like. I was the first like action star. There was an action star uh, where they were like, okay, that's fine. Like you'll bring forth this whole black action star. Right. But then, and this is where we get into the, our film today is that um, he realized that um, when they were selling his movies overseas in the European market, they were selling them for like $3,000. Uh, right. Like cheap, super yeah. cheap in distribution. Right, and he was like, "This is ridiculous. We spent all this money, and you're selling it for like three grand over there. Like, uh, I I demand that you sell it for like twenty five thousand. And somewhere along the lines, they were like, um, "Okay, well, if you come over here and film, then you can like control this whole European market." So he moved to Rome, and he started filming movies like this and and other movies in Rome. And then if something needed to be shot in New York, they just go over there real quick. So he basically dominated the entire European film market in the 70s and 80s until they couldn't keep up with America anymore at all, and they just died. So, nice. like, that's his story, and it's right. fascinating. Um, <laughs> you're like, whatever. <laughs> all right. No, I think uh, especially because, I mean, he correlates with he's uh, his list of movies – is so many of the ones that like are on our list to do yeah. one day. So like, uh, he has a major history and a major role in B movie cinema. Um, so Fred Williamson comes up in this movie um, in a odd scene, which is apparently one of the more more famous scenes, right? Um, because the body that has been thrown on a piece of wood to yeah. murder them, but also it's constantly being. Uh, underscored by a drummer, a, a real that is drummer, fifty feet away from the actual scene. <laughs> hey guys, no one's paid. Kind of got, a, got a drum solo drumming. coming up. <laughs> there is a drummer, and he's sitting on like yeah. two or three like baseball stadium bleachers that happen yeah. to be in the middle of this parking lot. Right. Well, then later in the movie, there are two people being put to rest, and there's a full <laughs> choir singing. And I was like, "Are they singing where the drummer was?" You mean, you mean where they're like, "Hey, um, we're gonna burn singing, these bodies yeah. like Darth Vader," <laughs> and, and basically, yeah, it's like well, they're singing like uh, an off-brand Deus Ex Machina, <laughs> not Deus Ex Machina. Um, what did I say? I wrote it down. Uh, like oh, Ave Maria. It. <laughs> no, they're singing an off-brand of um. Ba, ba, da, ba, 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 ba. I can't find. Awesome. That. So, <laughs> yeah, this drummer, um, is another instance where, um, Oh Fortuna, Oh Fortuna, the Fortuna, the, the ba, ba. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Fortuna. Dun 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 dun. That one. Dun 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 dun. Dun dun dun. Yeah, It's an. You're like this is overly dramatic for people that I only met as they were trying to fuck on a staircase. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, Fortuna. Oh, Freddie Mercury. Yeah. I guess that's the one that dies. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Well, actually, no, it's like two people look like Freddie Mercury. I they forgot. all do. <laughs> do you have a mustache? Welcome to the scene, Freddie. Right. So this scene is another thing where the drummer was just there when they showed up to... Yeah, to, he to, was just drumming his heart out to nothing. No, 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 I meant not in the movie. In the oh. movie, yes, too, but the drummer himself was just there when they showed up to film that day. Oh. And, and Enzo was just like, I like it, keep it in, ask him to stay. Keep doing it. <laughs> so there was just a random drummer who was like, hey, do you mind if I just like yeah. riff a bit? Yeah, do you like this? Do it. It's going to be a lot of hi-hat, a lot of hi-hat, a lot of hi-hat and kick, because that's all it was. He was like, the gang like flies up in their W formation like a bird. (laughs) Doing a flying W formation in their motorcycles. And they meet the like the doo-wop, zoot suit. But this is a movie that needs to show you every single face and tattoo of every single gang member. Yes. Before it goes on to the next thing. And they do this multiple times because they do this again. They're like, hey, what's what's Wheezy think about this funeral pyro right now? <laughs> like, they show you everyone. And, and it's like, we show Wheezy's every single muscle and these tattoo. These were actual Hell's Angels. His balls. Oh, they were? Yeah. Oh. So this is another thing where it was like, was that part of the agreement? It's like, you gotta, yeah. you gotta, you gotta show Spike Man's face. His name's Spike Man? Yeah, it's Spike Man. It's so over the top. <laughs> right? You gotta show his tattoo, and you gotta show his swastika. Because they're showing these close-ups of the swastika. Meanwhile, by the way, we forgot to mention that the opening sequence, the credit sequence, which yeah. is just close-ups of, like, like oh, their weapons and stuff and like everything. that. It was scary. There was, like, here's some knuckles. But then, like, this was a contradicting title sequence because they'd be like, here's some knuckles. Here's a face painted like yeah. <laughs> jazz fest. Here's like sexy face painting. We don't know. <laughs> right? Like, what? Okay. Right? Here's, here's a swastika. Here's some glitter. Yeah. <laughs> like, Polar up. You're like, what is happening? Yeah. yeah, that kept happening as they try to show you the other gangs and like what right. their symbols would be. But none of them kind of, every, every, all the other gangs, you're like, well, that's a knee pad, right? Or whatever. Like that still works. But then they get to like, you know, uh, the jazz dancer yeah. ones. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, are they going to play Neil Diamond while they're at it? Like, what's right. going on here? Right. So, um, yes, Fred Williamson and his gang shows up, which is called the Tigers, right? Now, the Tigers are very much, they're very 1970s, 1980s pimp-like-esque, you know? Like, everybody's extremely flashy clothes, a lot of jewelry, a lot of gold. Yeah. Like, they're showing up in, like, like 1950s, like, like uh, American graffiti hot rods and Those stuff. nerdy off-brand Robin Williams. <laughs> Wait, is, that, is that the guy in the, He's uh, the, traitor. the crushed red velvet suit? He's... Leech, his name is? I think. I don't know. He's the He's the betrayer. Oh, that's that's ice. That's in the Riders gang. That's wearing basically the uh, Nazi yeah. Germany uniform. Yeah. yeah, he's nerdy Robin Williams. Yeah. Oh yeah, I the like Hulk. that one. Yeah. The whole time, I I'm glad that you made that reference. I didn't even get that one. I just went. He just looks like somebody's stepdad. Yeah. <laughs> nerdy Robin Williams. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. I yeah. like it. So, um, they basically show up and is like. Oh, somebody's somebody's killing our men, and they're like, "It's not us." 
And they're like, well, then who? And they're like, I don't know. Let's get out of here. That was a pointless scene. Yeah. <laughs> they well, they might as well have said movie, it. Mo- like, half of the movie is like, who is that? We don't know. What are they doing? Something's shifty. Yeah. And that's like what they do for a majority of the oh, movie. Oh, I remember what it was. The point of this was like, because they keep using this word. They're like, somebody's around here carrying around gizmos. Gizmos. Okay. <laughs> gizmos. So a gizmo. A gizmo is a... Basically anything yeah. electronic, apparently. Well, no. They find a guy that's dead, and the guy that's dead has a gizmo. And a gizmo is a tracking device. It's just device. a tracker watch. That's all it is. Right? It's a tracking device. Exactly what Snake Plissken had in yeah. Escape from New York. <laughs> so that guy... We found this on Kurt yeah. Russell. <laughs> he's dead, and the other gang that was like, we were doing this a favor to you, and they're like, maybe not. And it's like, well, he did have the gizmo. Right. And so their words. the gangs part ways. Um, they basically established like kind of a truce in a way. They're like, I didn't do it. Well, I didn't do it. All right, cool. We gotta figure out who did, yeah. right? Um, then we switch over to people in suits. Now these people are not in the Bronx. They are somewhere else, and it established that they're, they're bad dudes. Well, okay. So this is the thing. You can cover up every single scene with the suits by saying. They're upset that their trophy white girl ran away. <laughs> who's 17, by the way. Anna's yeah. 17. Um, and the whole... She, who's 17, by the way. And she's 17. <laughs> Thanks for that, Jonathan. You're welcome. Real good well, recap. Because the whole side plot, and it doesn't really make any yeah. sense, is that she ran away because these men are the corporate bureaucrats that when she turns 18, she will then have full possession over the arms company that yeah. her father, I guess, owned. Well, she right? was just going to be a figurehead, and she didn't want to be Right, that. and she didn't want to be a fi- Well, she said that, like, I will be in control of the company, but then they'll be in control of me because they'll, like, run, they'll run me like a puppet. And I'm like, or you could just be assertive and, like, yeah. say no. Like, basically, unless they're, like, going to hold you hostage. It's not actually bred. Right? Yeah. She just was there. Yeah. It's one of those things where I'm like, well, they, you know, they could just kill you off. <laughs> Right, you know, hope um, for a better one next time when they have a baby. It's something, Jeez. right? But I love in this scene where, um, so we're introduced to what I only can assume is like a corporate bureaucrat type guy. Like, yeah. I think he's the mayor, right? Which is played by the director uh, of the movie, oh. and then um, we're also introduced to what I can only assume is maybe the sheriff or the commissioner or something of the police force, and. They, I love where they go, where's the girl? And they're like, she went on her own initiative. And then the other guy goes, that's insane! Basically being like, a woman who went on her own initiative? Right. <laughs> like, oh, she did A it? woman thinking on her own? That's insane! That's insanity! What is this, 1995? Like, <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, Oh, that was before when it was made. Right? So then we go back to... Um, Immediately, Trash is suspicious of why Anne wants to leave. Because Anne wants to leave because she doesn't want Trash and this gang that she has To be caught up in the crossfire. Right. Right? But she immediately has to explain herself and being like, because he's like, is there somebody back home? She's like, it's not what you think. Like... Would there, if there was somebody back home, would I be here? Basically, is what yeah. she's saying. Like this place is a shithole. I'm sleeping 
underneath a Confederate flag right now. I, I, I'm bringing it up again, but like, she came there wearing that one outfit, <laughs> and she still has outfits that are like her own after that. Someone is accommodating. It's so obnoxious. <laughs> hey, the writers. To me. Hey, trash. Yeah. Trash is very, very accommodating. Yeah. You know. But you know, trash is like. I love you, baby. We met 24 hours ago. You're great. I love you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, there were actual multiple scenes in this movie where I had zero idea what anyone was saying <laughs> because I could not understand their nope. accent. Nope. Not at all. It was terrible. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, that's I guess, overdubbing. I like, guess going you had a past, chance to get yeah. it right. <laughs> I guess going past fourth grade doesn't matter. We don't need to know. It's fine. Yeah. So, um, this movie had a habit of also, I think it was the actual 35 millimeter track, but in this moment it happened when they like hug each other. So I was like, were they wearing like wireless microphones? Because <laughs> yeah. it was like, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then, so the sheriff decides to send two police officers into the borough to carry out a pointless scene in a bread truck. It's like, let's look at what's going on. And then the bikers are like, we should uh, scare them with driving. <laughs> and, and, and so they're and just driving paint? around. I don't know. And one hops up on the bread truck and proceeds to spray paint the word shit <laughs> onto the windshield. <laughs> That's just and there is yeah. like this. It's one shot from over the driver's shoulder as shit is sprayed from an upside down perspective, so that he can read it as the driver. There is no emotion from the driver during the entire all four he's words. Like, oh, being, oh no, he's spray painting. He, he doesn't oh, even no. do that. It's just like shit gets put there, oh, oh, and then that? they okay. linger on the shot yeah. for like five more seconds, and he still says nothing. Almost as just like, yeah, shit. and then that scene's just over they don't chase the the bread truck out of there they don't attack it they don't do anything and those two men mean nothing to the plot like was that a bit i don't understand i don't yeah right so another thing that i need to comment on here is that like um apparently new york did look like this yeah, but oh, yeah, before gentrification. So did Rome at this point. These like a lot of these ruins are the ruins everything that's in- indoors is mostly the ruins of Rome. Oh, I'd love it. Yeah. I want to go. Right? Yeah, it sounds fun. Field right? Trip. But I just like god, like it looks like somebody bombed New York. Yeah. You know? Well, there also are actual places like that. Because at one point there's, I know there's a full on, um, a what is it, psychotherapy, a mental institution on an island off the coast of New York, near New York. That it was just sounds like, like a plot a of a movie. It it, it is. <laughs> it's supposed to be a very haunted place. Lady Liberty. No, it's no. supposed <laughs> to be like a super haunted place, and it's on an island, and it's. It also sounds people like, aren't uh, supposed to go there. All it was Alcatraz. Well, no, it was an exile island for people with um, tuberculosis. No, I could be wrong. This I don't is know. just Shutter Island. No, no it's, it's real. I'll, I'll post about it later. I okay, don't know. it'll be fun. No, you won't. 
It won't. Just like yeah, when I, I say know. I will. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> we we don't follow we? up on our promises. So then they're all in this castle and there are flamethrowers. <laughs> yeah, the end. I just jumped everything. I know, right? So, Because um, honestly, the movie is just like, who did it? We don't know. Who did it? We still don't know. Who did it? Maybe these people. Let's go there. Okay. Uh, oh, we're here. Uh, great. Um, man, bye. Well, okay. So. Movie. The hammer. Okay, let's talk about the hammer. That's not an object. That's a person. Right. Now, the hammer is a bounty hunter slash mailman slash police officer. Can't quite figure out what, and I don't think the movie can quite figure out what they want him to be. Yeah. I think he's literally playing the role of three different enemies. Yeah. (laughs) Where they're like, you're just, you're everything now. Like, so we're first introduced to what seems like a mailman, right? Yeah. Which I'm like, Probably not the best disguise. Pretty sure the USPS doesn't go to the so Bronx bad. anymore. Yeah. It's no man's land. Right? So he like he mailman here. He's like <laughs> mailman in the Bronx. I've got a tube of mail to send to you. <laughs> right. I got a poster yeah. in here. And he like walks in <laughs> to like deliver it. Air quotes around to some one person, and then someone behind him is like, "You can't do that." And then he turns and he shoots him with the shotgun because that's within the tube. And then someone's like, hey, don't do that. And he shoots that person, too. Well, okay, so... And a chase ensues. Here's the thing about that, though. Like, he comes in there. He's got a shotgun in the poster tube, is what is... You know, you described that. Um, But there's two people up on this, like, stairs, right? He's basically gone into the rider's territory. Um, There's two people making out on the stairs. I'm not quite sure they're actually guarding or not. But but basically, like... The male of the two um, flips out a, a switchblade and is like, you can't go any further without getting killed, but you can't go backwards without getting killed, and you're pretty much going to get killed if you stand there. So, if that's your options, like, I don't know, the shotgun seemed like <laughs> like yeah. justified at that point. Like, And that's the thing is, you're not quite sure if he was protecting himself in that moment or he was trying to frame or something until he drops that tiger ring. So that's the thing. He drops a ring that looks like a tiger uh, at the scene of the crime, right, of him blowing these two people away and then chases. But they see him as they're chasing him. Yeah. And he is not dressed like a tiger gang member whatsoever. He's dressed like a blue denim mailman. Right? And, sorry to say it, the Tigers, there's only white women in the Tigers gang. Like, this guy doesn't belong. So, like, for them to be like, ah, it was the Tigers, seems very stupid on their part. But then they are stupid. The writers are stupid. Yeah. Like, they just... Because this is another thing. Throughout the movie, the movie then at this point takes a turn where it's like, we need to go and cross other gangs' territories to go talk to the Tigers and see why they did this. And I'm like, that is the plot of the Warriors. Yeah. You know, know, like the Warriors is basically like – we all had a gang meeting. We got framed for the murder of the like head gang. Well, like... this is all. This is also. Is this also? <laughs> is this also whenever they cross territory lines to find Anne, or is that later? Anne was kidnapped. 
but that is damn it. <laughs> you got me. Okay, so there is a there's a beach scene. That's right. Too Anne many runs away. Scenes with too many. Yep, gangs. yep, yep. Hold on, we got it. Anne ran away to the beach. Yes. Right? And then they have another thing about, like, I just want to get out of here. And this is where she explains that she yeah. is part of that conglomerate, the militia. She's basically a figurehead for um, a glorified corporation in big city New York that yep. is going to take over 80% of everything. Yeah. Of the arms. The arms race. Which I think that means people that are doing handstands and running. I thought it was... The arms race? Well, I don't know. Fallout refers to it. Okay, <laughs> like, come on. That was a hilarious joke. I liked it. Mine wasn't funnier you than yours either, so it doesn't matter. Running with guns. The arms <laughs> race. <laughs> it. I mean, you're basically doing the whole right to bear Shoulders arms. Shoulders and below. The <laughs> arms race. <laughs> Three-legged man race. I, I don't know. Damn it. We're going off the rails. So... It's the only way to get through. I don't remember what it's we're going to call them. Episode before Christmas break. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call them the rollerballers because they're the only ones I don't recall them having a name. Is the roller skaters? Oh, right? the Canadian Army. The Canadian Army. You like that yeah. one? Okay, so the Canucks they come in. The can the yeah the Canucks. Okay, are they on a beach? Because the Canadian Army cannot. Be <laughs> no, on no, a beach. no. The Canucks literally. Um, because apparently there's only one way into the beach. <laughs> like, pull up Through this, like, tunnel, driftwood but, yeah. in a tunnel. <laughs> yeah. And, like, block off the whole area so that when Trash and Anne tried to drive back through the tunnel, they're like, oh, no, we got to move this driftwood. No, right? And this is where the Canucks jump both of them, steal Anne, and then kind of, like, dance around Trash. Like, <laughs> they throw a net on him. Do you like our Macarena? And they, and it, it, it's supposed to be them, like, you know, drop-kicking him and yeah. stomping him, but, but it just like, looks like they're, like, doing two, a... Tr- maca three, Macarena, four, Maca five, Maca six, Macarena, seven, Maca eight, Maca nine, Macarena, hey, Macarena. Oh. Go! They, and they all turn to the right, and then... <laughs> and run away. Skate away. Yeah, right. yeah. skate and away. And no, and they zoom off. So, uh, <laughs> that was really good. That was good. I loved it. Uh, um, and then... You'd think it was like, oh, trash is down for the count. No, next scene, he's just back. He's like, yeah. yo, so um, <laughs> Anne's gone, so we got to go get her too. So we've got to travel across like no man's land through many different like gangs and te- territories. So this is where you've already seen the Canucks, and they're odd. Yeah. But we're about to see some other odd gang choices. Literally, as I was watching the film, I was like taking notes, and this is the last thing I took a note on <laughs> was my favorite group, the tap dancing gay face paint. Group. <laughs> so they're, they're actually like, da, 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 don't cross us. Uh, we're gonna jazz hand you to death. Ba, 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 ba. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. Yeah, this was. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're a shark, we'll enjoy you to stay because we only know how silver and spray paint works. Yeah. Stick out your hands, put yeah. out your tush, give it a hiss, give it a push. <laughs> oh, So my. it was like... They love that, a bushel and a peck, a bushel and a peck, <laughs> and a hug around the neck. This was like if Columbia from Rocky Horror had an entire gang of her own. This is Columbia's (laughs) gang, for sure. And even flicks her hat, and it's like metal, and I was like, Columbia, she's right there. 
<laughs> this was ridiculous. So, yeah, they all just come out. And then they yeah. proceed to do a tap dance fight with them. But it's not even, it's like the loosest tap dance fight. It's like, we're going to ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. And then he's like, can I pass? And they're like, a five all and right. a six and a punch, two, three. Yeah. But it's even like <laughs> a five, four, three, two. Walk past us, thanks. Shuffle ball change. Like, shuffle ball change. It was less than a like three-minute scene of them being like, we're going to fight you. You can pass by now. Okay. Well, And that's all we see of the, the Tap Dance like, gang. Well, this is the same thing as uh, although and they that's were... that's halfway through the movie. Yeah. They, they were, were like, bye. Okay, so in The Warriors... There is a very memorable gang that is the, like, baseball players. Sure. Right? So they wear basically, like, Yankees uniforms. Um, But they – what makes them memorable is they all carry, like, bats, like, just to whoop your ass, right? And they all have, like, yellow face paint with, like, black, like, circle eyes and stuff like that. So um, they seem intimidating. They seem scary, right? Yeah. Um, And they are. And their gimmick is – is interesting, right? But in this movie, when your gimmick is like we're wearing tap shoes and like glitter and sequins, and you're just like, how are you even in the burrows? Yeah, like <laughs> how are you? How how are you a gang that has not been destroyed by every other gang? How has every other gang just been like, get the fuck out of here? <laughs> like also. It just hit me. What? Because you were saying, what was the movie you were just saying? Uh, the Warriors. The Warriors. Yeah. Okay. That's so I Warriors. Always, I always get the Warriors and the Outsiders mixed up. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. No, Warriors is the the one gang that's framed yeah. for the murder of, like, the head leader of, yeah. like, all gangs or something that was, like, holding a meeting being like, we got to stop fighting against, you know, the multi-gangs. Yeah. And, and they were framed for the murder. And then basically every other gang, they have to cross all of New York and all those gangs' territories and survive the night to get back to um, Coney Island. Yeah. Like, and it's a decent movie. Like, it's a little bit ridiculous. I would never do it on the show. It's not that yeah. bad. But, well, it's this. That's what this is happening right yeah. now. But it only is like, we're going to do that for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, there's also The Outsiders. Okay. Which was a nickname in my. Own, uh, I bleached my hair blonde. I like to do it. <laughs> I like to do it every now and then, keep it jazzy. Okay. But I bleached my hair blonde in college, and I was called Pony Boy, oh. which is apparently from the okay. Outsiders, not the Never Warriors. Seen it. Never seen it. I okay. can be honest about that. Um, well, that's the one that whenever I've gone be bleach blonde, okay, is I remember Pony Boy. I was like, all right, cool, whatever, hey, sure. Pony I've never Boy? seen it, so yeah. But apparently that reminded me of this film, even though I'd never seen it. Sure. I don't know. A group of people is I what like I it. imagine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they have to go through a bunch of different territories to get to where they are so mm-hmm. they can talk to a guy to help them get back the stolen girl that they want to get. So... That happens. Mm-hmm. Oh god, it's so. It's so Meanwhile, obnoxious. oh, there's also um. So, it's revealed that Hammer was um Used a bounty hunter, yeah. Um, and it was hired for um to, to kind of get Anne back as well. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's what it was, why it's confusing because it's like he's a bounty hunter, but he's also for the police force, and he's hired to frame Is the Bronx. The yes, because he's wearing a police uniform by the end of the movie. Maybe he just stole it. No, because he's in command of the entire. He's like because he basically turns into the main Hawkman from Flash Gordon, and he's yeah. like, "Ride, Horseman, ride!" <laughs> and you're uh... like, "What is happening?" Like, because they look like they're just from, like, some weird leather S&M club. Yeah. <laughs> like, the policeman in this movie. And so he he also enlists the help of Hot Dog, which is a character who drives a semi-truck. Who drives the Oscar Mayomobile. <laughs> but also in a weird, unused character choice... Um, decides that he has one foot that isn't as long as the other one, and so has to have a platform shoe. Yeah. What? 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 I was like, what? Why? Like, does he actually have a platform shoe, or I don't know? Does, yeah, I have no idea, and why it would happen. So, hot dog is driving around with hammer in his truck. And it is revealed that Ice, which is what we said, like, uh, uh, nerdy Robin Williams, is um, is actually betraying the writers. He's giving yeah. up their information. Uh, and I don't really understand what his motivation is uh, to do this. To be a better Robin Williams. <laughs> but he never does that. Who? Huh. Uh. <laughs> He's got like the looks, I guess, but like that's about it. But so then, like, uh, uh, Captain Winky, <laughs> another guy sees him and like tries to warn the others, but then he gets attacked by the trash bag collectors gang, <laughs> um, oh. the mop gang. Oh, oh, this is the part. Oh, did you see this? Okay. Yeah, I watched the movie, but I don't know what you mean by did you see Wait, this? Well, I know. I got excited. Did you see this? Did I you don't know. Right, right. Probably. Okay. When, when Ice is like, Oh my God! We were like they were like three is a crowd, but four is trouble, right? Yeah. And oh yeah. And he's did, watching them in the rear view, right? Yeah. And then um, this guy who was spying on them from the riders takes off on his motorcycle. Then Ice takes the off the guy chase falls him. Off. This was a real accident. Eat shit. <laughs> and it's not addressed. It's like why didn't you cut and edit before this? Yeah, they just were like, we'll, we'll put him falling in the movie. Okay, so I know that I say that I, I I was like, I'll put this up, and I never do on Instagram, but this I am putting up. This it's is comedy. He Okay, he slips on gravel, and the bike lays down hard. Like, yeah. this guy's flat, just skull on concrete. Yeah. Like, and it's a faraway shot, but you can feel it. Yeah. Like, I was showing somebody else this morning, and I was like, look at this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, why is this in the movie? And it right. was just the stuntman on the bike just fell over. So then we get the uh, the guy that ran away. He he goes to try and let them know that there's a traitor, but then he gets a track attacked by the, the collector. The uh, collectors. They call them the collectors, no, but they're, they're the... Not, they're, no, there's a scavenger. Scavengers. Yeah, yeah, the scavengers. So the scavengers and, are like cavemen, but they kind of like wear like I don't know white concrete dust on like their mop face. People, yeah, they're mole people. Well, they look like mops. Mops. <laughs> they do. They look like mops. But they, they're mop people. But they scream like monkeys, so they're, they're like, like cavemen. Bah. Yeah, they are. They're cave mops. Yeah, they're like. <laughs> and, and they just kind like, of. Whoa. They only amount to stabbing people. 
and hanging with, them up and breaking with, wrists. With, like, wood fence posts? Yeah. <laughs> so then, eventually, uh, our hero... So Trash and, and, like, two other gang members actually had to go through this area with the scavengers before they did. But right? they beat them off. Yeah. <laughs> well, they beat them up. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I was thinking about my fantasy. I was thinking about Trash. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about my home, Trash. <laughs> uh, they beat them up, they get through, and then they eventually get to well, the castle. I love, so one of them dies in this yeah. fight, right? I love, though, because he's behind them a little bit, like straggling behind, and he just goes, Trash! And he's right? gone. And then the scavengers, like, I, I mean, if I was a scavenger, I'd be, like, offended. Yeah. So, like, they kill him. Yeah. And they don't even go back to check on him. Yeah. They're right? like, oh, well, one gone. Yep. Okay, we're done here. And then they get to the tiger's lair. Yes. They crawl out of the sewer, and they do this, like, sexy prowl around. They dodge. My favorite scene from this movie, I think, was one, like, robust, not really well attractive man walking up to the side of the car <laughs> and one guy like oh it's my not God. even like you don't even see the scene it's like kind of like off pan of it and <laughs> the, the guy's random like fat guy yeah. with the peacock hat yeah and the guy's like looks good and the other guy's like yeah it's pretty good and he you want to join and he, he goes come on no, in I just i'm just like here to, to watch what? like oh <laughs> creepy a scene right and what was that because it's sex not, in a car. Yeah, what are you but dumb? it's also not like it almost seems like like that we said before that car. the tigers are kind of pimps. Yeah, because there's extremely attractive like they're zoot, scantily zoot clad pimps. women yeah. there, right? But like pimps for who? Because there's no for way that any of these people have yeah. money. Well, this is like a no man's land. Gasoline and um, supplies. Gasolina. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> I know the song. Don't yeah. Worry. Uh, yeah. So then we get Trash and his friend, and they start climbing Which in. is weird. We didn't get a Puerto Rican gang in this. Yeah. Like, you would expect that from the 80s. I know. Yeah. That was odd. Yeah. <laughs> and they, anyway, they're all mixed in. But they honestly, are kind of mixed half in. Half the time I was watching this film, I was like, was it dubbed in a different language? Oh, that's why we don't get a Puerto Rican gang. Or was it <laughs> like... they're in Italy. I thought it was... Yeah, no. I thought it was spoken in a different language and English dubbed. Um. Well, no, because Fred Williamson is pretty solid on his dialogue. It almost no, matches but up it's perfectly. Just, their mouths don't always do that. No, thing. sometimes, especially if it's like an off-screen, like not important character, you're like, oh, that that you didn't yeah. even try. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they eventually talk to the head of the Zoot Suit Gang. This is Ogre. This is Fred Ogre, Williamson. Yeah. yeah. And they, With, by the way, this his hideout. Ogre's the Tiger's hideout. The straight rip from like the main bad guy of uh, Escape from New York. It's yeah. like it's like they're trying to be classy. They have chandeliers, but like I feel like just... it was like a real Riker situation. Like their <laughs> whole hideout was some like weird castle that used to be a mental asylum. Yes, yes. And Rikers then... Island was it Rikers Island? I, I feel like it was. I think it was. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Hauntings. Yeah. Because um, they kill a lot. They of have a, a a white grand piano playing like music. Yeah, they, do. they have a guy who's Why painted gotta be him... white. <laughs> uh, because it contrasts. Yeah. Uh, they have uh, they have a man who's painted his beard blue and is playing the bongos. Uh, that was weird. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like two thousand twelve 
Brooklyn? No, it's nineteen ninety Bloomin. No, it's <laughs> the Blue Man Group. They were it's around. Still two thousand twelve Brooklyn. <laughs> Jeez. Oh yeah. Um and they're just and there is Ogre just sitting on his yeah. throne, you know. He's got he's got his uh main white woman. Well right his there. throne is his birth and his throne will be his death. Oh yeah, that's true. That's, I like that. That was my analogy of the th- the film. So then um Hammer yeah has also been following them. Yeah, it's I can't stand Hammer in this entire film cuz yeah. like I know you're a bad guy, but he's also the worst bad guy of like he does things but he does them only to like incite drama. Yeah, it's instigate. He's he just an never, instigator. He never does things himself to where it's like you're such a shit bad person. Yeah. I wish he would have actually done something and that's why I was so satisfied with his I was actually so unsatisfied with that. <laughs> we'll get there. Wait, don't right. even spoil okay. that. Because that's... Yeah. Oh, that's so Hammer's a... like watching him and is like, we're going to do something bad. But before Hammer does something bad, um, he... Trash meets up with the... What's his name? With with Ogre. With Ogre. Right. Trash and Ogre team up. They do something good. They go to the, um, the Canadian Hockey League. The well, CHL. Not, not yet. Not before... Um, so basically Hammer upstairs gets like cornered by one of the oh, tigers yeah, and, and he, he shoots yeah. the tiger, which makes them go like, sound the alarm. And then it's like this weird sci-fi whirly it's alarm. You're like, that's not an alarm. That's like a Star Trek sound effect knockoff. And then trash gets like ambushed by like four scavengers and yeah. it's like the best shot ever. He's like bam 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 like shoots them and then another one's like in front of him. Yeah. He's like nobody gets the hammer and you're like why? Like yeah. just somebody be done with him. And but then, they also see the hammer running off. Yeah. So it's like it's not even like it's not even a trap. It like the trap yeah. is sprung and you failed. They only like okay, so the hammer uses the like trash his weapon to kill someone. Mm-hmm. And so he thinks that's going to be a diversion, but right. they're like, they figure it out. They're like, no trash didn't kill him. Right. So then they also figure out that the hammer has established a secret kind of thing going on with the Canadian hockey league. To um, kidnap her. Well, they've already kidnapped her. Right. But I mean like, but they're going to trade her for power right okay yeah yeah yeah. so this is the weird part or money so so trash ogre and his white woman witch and she's got a whip (laughs) she's got a whip witch with the whip and like tiger claws yeah right she's my favorite character yeah she's pretty damn cool very actually okay so like as cool as the sequence is for two of the three characters yeah um it makes no sense. So the three of them go back into the scavengers, like, rumbled yeah. ruins area, right? And it's like, you guys don't have, like, a back door or a front yeah. door. or you like, can't, like, get around them. Like, so the three of them have to travel through that area yeah. again, which I'm like, is this a daily routine for you guys to just get out? <laughs> Like, like we gotta go you... to the grocery store. We gotta go through them. <laughs> Shit. Is, yeah. I hope like, our milk. It doesn't lasts. make any sense, yeah. but it's there to give them a, an action scene. And like, yeah. um, it, it's true. Like, uh, it's Fred, a pretty weak action scene. Though, but but Williamson and her, and her witch 
yeah. both have pretty solid fight sequences. Oh, like, they do. Well done yeah. choreographed. And Fred Williamson mentions, he's like, these six like scavenger people, like they're my stuntmen. They go with me on every film I go. So like ah. they are well choreographed together and they work as a team and they actually those stuntmen are also the scavengers in that scene are also stuntmen for um uh the Canucks. And yeah. they're also so basically anytime there's a fighting scene, it was basically the same six core stuntmen yeah. doing all this. So that's cool. Yeah. Um people it, that know what they're doing. Right. Yeah. And it, you can tell Fred Williamson is kicking ass in yeah. the scene and it looks oh, I honestly believe Fred Williamson was the only good part about this movie. Just just punching people in the face, yeah. high kicking uh, like just using his pimp cane oh, on I've them. Oh, I've got a great high kick, so I, I'll <laughs> test him on that. Yeah. Um, the other day, someone at work all while Ooh, holding a cigar, and I felt really good about myself. Ooh, great high kick! I, yeah. It was the best compliment I've ever received. <laughs> and then it it switches over. He beats like four scavengers, and then yeah. switches over to witch, and she's like whipping people and also high kicking. She's like Indiana Josing the shit out of everyone <laughs> because that's the only other person I know that has a whip. She's Catwoman the shit out of everyone. Yes, and she has claws like Catwoman. Yeah, she does. So these claws... Fist claws. They're not finger... Yeah, they're fist claws. They're not fingertip claws like Catwoman. They go on the the high portion of your fingers. And uh, when you punch somebody... Like so, she like digs her claws in, yeah. and then Trash has his fight sequence, and Trash is like, and I it's trash. A lot. <laughs> yeah, he gets run over like by four of them who are like, uh, pile up on Trash, <laughs> and then like he's like, uh, uh, and Trash's like weapon is a um, like a butt plug pike, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and a elbow spike. Yep. It's like basically an elbow pad that has a spike on it. He just elbows people the whole movie. Yeah. He does it like twice. Right? But Fred Williamson and, and Witch need to come in yeah. and save him because he just sucks. He's not a great hero. No. Which is really interesting because, like, folks, look at our cover art for this. Um, look at the poster that uh, for the cover art for this episode. Look at the poster. He's on the poster being epic. Like, he's... Like, this poster makes it seem like, well, this is another instance of, like, oh, here's a great 80s VHS cover art. Like, look at this poster, Jared. Like, it's just, it's insane. Oh, look. he looks so, like, intense. He looks but like, one he, also, one, he looks like Native American. Yeah, he does. Uh, but also that top gets burned off by the end of the movie. Right? He's holding some sort of laser gun that he doesn't really have yeah. unless you count the harpoon at the end. It also, it kind of looks like one of the flamethrowers at the end. Yeah, a little bit. It's like a combination of a, a couple things. You have Williamson on the cover. Um, oh, here's another thing, like, their motorcycles had that cool, like, skull that was like a Halloween, like, 80s, like, light-up skull. Yeah. Like a plastic skull. But then it was, like, never came back. It never right. referenced. You'd think they'd be called You're the like, skulls or something. You'll see it later, something. but, like, they suck. I don't know. No. None of it. Right? He looks like an amazing hero. He is horrible. As as an actor, as as a, as a action hero, just all yeah. of it. Right? So they finally get to um, the Canucks hideout. Right, and the Canucks are controlled by a white American trying to be Asian. Yeah, I don't. Really I don't 
fully understand. He's got a... He's like... If the Canucks are wearing all, like... He's got, like, a high ponytail in the back, like yes. Ariana Grande. <laughs> Ariana Grande with a full beard, right? And he's supposed to be, like, cause like almost like their sensei, yeah. but, like, he doesn't talk in any stereotypical language. He yeah. doesn't... Like, he just has this additional look for no reason, because yeah. it doesn't fit anybody else's Shoulder look. pads, like some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, too. <laughs> he did... Secret of the ooze, looking dude. like Master Splinter before he transformed, yeah. and and then Fred Williamson shows up and is like, uh, "Are you still loyal to me?" And he's like, "Of course." And he's like, "But also not <laughs> like literally." In he the basically same line. is like that bitch over there that's chained to the wall says differently, yeah. <laughs> right? And he's, he's like, like, "Well, my people don't well, like you." Yep, touche. So what you were saying earlier is. Um, uh, politically wise, is that there is a dichotomy here where it like seems yeah. like the Tigers and Ogre himself exclusively is pretty much head gang, head boss, and everybody kind of answers to him. Yeah. Right? So a lot of this doesn't make any sense to me why they have to fight the scavengers and stuff like that unless only the Canucks are reporting to him. Yeah. And then I also don't understand how that works. Like it just I don't it, it's like they all have their own individual gangs but then there's like the thought process that these individual gangs all report to one higher gang mm-hmm. slash they don't stay in those gangs territories like none of it makes sense to me so meanwhile I don't, I don't know Ice has been hanging out with the Canucks this whole time. That's got to be pretty cold. <laughs> that was the stupidest joke I've ever made. Put me out of my misery. Uh, now, uh, Ice, as we said, was the traitor for the Riders. Yeah. And, um, Robin Williams knockoff. Right. And while Fred Williamson and um, the leader of the Canucks are having a a fight sequence, which is like Pim Kane versus uh, Hockey Stick. Ice right? is there. And... Uh, Williamson shoves the leader's face through a pane of glass and and then stabs him in the and back. And no one is, like, trying to stop this. Not a single... Okay, one, the, the Canucks hideout is, like, yeah. some weird, like, discovery zone. Like, yeah, it's, it's very, like, there are swinging tires and there are ramps. It's, like, it's a skate park for people that don't own skates. <laughs> It's really fun and it's cool but and it's also cute, has, like, but like he, it has yeah, cardboard cutouts hazard. of people, yeah. but they're like painted to have like pimp jackets on. Yeah, like, nothing makes any sense, and they're all kind it's a of training ground for bitches. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't. It's just it's it's a training ground where it's like okay, you got to weave around these swinging yeah. tires, right? But also there's like there's a couple of them that are like not in their full garb, and they're fighting like mannequins. And like uh, like a training dojo, kind of like that like armless like flesh guy that you see at UFC yeah. gyms, that, like just staring oh, you down. Yeah, you know, and you're like, I want to punch that guy in the face. I don't even go know to why. Those gyms a lot. No, I don't. But I've I but you never see him been there. You, no. you know, you know what I'm talking about. No. Like it's it's no, like ma'am, a flesh. No, <laughs> no it would never. <laughs> it's the flesh mannequins at gyms. Yeah, where you're yeah. Like the punching, no, I, yeah. New punching bags, but you like he you has a up. face that you yeah. want to punch. You know, <laughs> like you. Yeah, I know all the time. <laughs> um, but they're fighting like some mannequins while this is happening. 
And that's why I brought the whole description yeah. of it up. They are like having their they're still training while their master is having a full on real fight in which they he stabs him in the yeah. back and dies. Oh yeah. Right? But then none of them like are like war or anything. They they're just like new master. Okay, cool. <laughs> right? We like, always liked you. <laughs> we sir was good. We always liked you, Pimp Tiger. It's like medieval modern. Yeah. Yeah. So um That happens. Like <laughs> then then as this is Kill happening eyes. Trash is like uh let me let out Anne real quick and lets yeah. her out and then Ice um has a fight with Trash and I the, the Ice versus Trash fight is a fight of like basically who can fall over the least yeah. <laughs> because um uh like Every single one of them is just falling over each other, falling over like columns of rock, like until finally ice falls over and impales himself on some sort of spike that was on the ground. Yeah, he like fell on a store, a few stories. It was all the like the stabby stick that he stole. Oh, the same from, stabby stick. Yeah, the stabby stick that he stole from trash. Mm-hmm. It like fell to the ground a few stories below but then right yeah, side exactly up. <laughs> he landed on top of it so it was like your own demise you so you're fine ass. you're stupid yeah so this is where you'd be like oh seems like the movie's pretty much resolved right yeah. like the traitor is dead uh and ogre has defeated like the canucks and like we're good yeah. right so we go back to the ogre's hideout and they're right. all like good feeling fun and playing fine. the piano like yeah. she's stevie wonder it, but like, not just, looking at the la, keys la, yeah la, and la, then la, um, la. and then the leader of them the ogre right <laughs> ogre he's like I've got a surprise for you, you idiot. You're so dumb. And you're like, no, I hate fighting. And then he's like, it's a birthday cake. Because we're a, we're a yeah. gang, but we're also trying to win that season of cake balls. But also Because like, it's a birthday cake that's shaped like the New buildings of New yeah. York City. It has the Twin Towers. Shaped like four is, buildings of New York City. Yeah, it has the Empire State Building. It has yeah. like flags on top of these buildings. Like, they were trying to win Cake Boss. But you know what this birthday <laughs> like, wouldn't be it. completed without? What? A ruining. A ruining? A ruining of flamethrowers. Oh, I was like, the ruining? The ruining. That's probably a movie. That's my movie, The Ruining. Oh, oh um, yeah. It's about my butt. So, um, <laughs> so, meanwhile, Hammer has put on his, his S&M police uniform. And yeah. It's like, I am the police chief now. <laughs> right, yeah. and you're like, and there's I this, didn't know that was your job. This entire plan about he's like, basically, everything. we're gonna burn down the burrows, yeah, and we're going to rescue Anne on a helicopter. That's which not is ironic, <laughs> which is ironic because that man died by getting his head chopped off in a helicopter while filming the Twilight Zone. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. You don't have to look it up. I'll Major take your word trivia for it. on that. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Vic Morrow uh tragically died while filming um what's it called? The Twilight Zone. Just do movie. your full bio. It'll tell you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a uh, God. 
Yeah, but it's, he, it's it's really unfortunate. 1982. He died. He died the same after filming this. He went to the Twilight Zone movie. Oh 1982. He refocused his drive and made a comeback in the Twilight Zone movie, but was unfortunately killed on the early morning hours of July 23rd, 1982, in a tragic freak accident on the set while filming a scene involving a helicopter, which crashed right on top of him and two young children. Oh well, I hope the kids are good. The hammer. I don't know. Yep. Vic is also the father of Jennifer Jason Leigh. Oh, what was he in? What What do you mean? Oh, she what, in. She Sorry. in? Oh, God. Well, Jennifer he? Jason Leigh is famous for um, uh, a couple different things. She's she's famous uh, most recently for The Hateful Eight, but she was also um, in uh, Single White Female, uh, Dolores Claiborne. Let me see. Um, Twin Peaks. Yes, Twin Peaks. Um, Amityville The Awakening. I'm going to... Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That's the one that she's Kill most your famous darling. for. Darling. She was in Kill Your Darling. Mm-hmm. So that's his daughter. Revenge. Weeds. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was in Weeds. Oh, yeah. Weeds. She's the sister. Yeah. Yep. She's, uh, what's her face's sister? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. She's, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Oh, it goes on and on. Yeah. She's, she, I mean, Jennifer Jason Leigh has had a very uh, substantial career. I like her. Career. I didn't realize. Yep. Oh, and she was in the TV series of Walt Disney's World of Color, which oh. is actually what inspired the World of Color show at uh, Disney California Adventure. So, cool. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's his daughter, yep. and that's the unfortunate thing that happened to him was a helicopter crash that's that took his life. Turn. Uh, same year as this film. Yeah. Yeah. But in it, so it's ironic that he's like, ah, we're going to play with a helicopter. And he pretty much rides yeah. around a helicopter in this whole time because it's like that would come back to haunt you. Yeah. Um, and he uh, he decides to take his entire police force of S&M police officers that are on horseback. Six I don't know where they got the horses. Yeah. Um, and he's basically like, ride, horseman. Literally says that. Ride. It's, I feel like it was a biblical thing of being like, horsemen. That are more than four. Yeah. <laughs> and these people decide that, um, that they are going to flamethrow everything in sight. On an entirely brick building. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that would go up in flames is like the five barrel drums of oil that they were going to send I to I feel like real people caught on fire during this scene. Like, real yeah. actors were just like, I'm on fire! <laughs> <laughs> okay. It looked like it. So, um, Fred Williamson goes on to say that people did not catch on fire from the actual flames. Fred Armisen. <laughs> but the actual gel that would come out of this stuff. So, yeah. basically, it would spew like kind of like a napalm-type gel. Right, yeah, and that would create like, and flame would be attached to that, right? So the flame would come out, and and people would avoid that, right? But the gel would spurt out and then be hot and like land on your clothes and start like burning your clothes or your skin, yeah, right? So people were just like, like dodge ah. the flame and then be like, I still on fire, yeah. <laughs> like I could feel that. Yeah, <laughs> there are a few people that I was like, oh. I'm sorry. They're shooting them right in yeah. the face. Okay, so what he said about this scene also is that in order to like film the like where they shoot the barrel basically directly at the camera lens, and you can tell this if you go back and look at it now, um, yeah. is that they, uh, they put up a plate of glass between the flamethrower 
and the camera lens. And the flamethrower would directly shoot right at the camera lens, but it would hit the glass, right? But the glass wasn't tall enough. Oh. Um, so the flame would tra- hit the plane of glass, go over the top of it, and then singe the hair and the eyebrows of the DP and the director. <laughs> <laughs> they deserved it. Um, but you can tell it's hitting like a wall of glass, yeah. and it looks really cool. Yeah. And and this is another thing he he uh, they believed like Italian uh, filmmakers believed that we're going to try to do things as realistic as possible because we don't have the budget to do what Hollywood does. Yeah. Um, so they would do things like that where it's like we're going to make real fire, real flames. We're going to like have actual horses falling down and catching on fire. Like yeah. we're going to create mayhem, right? We're going to make the Brocks. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so in this scene, we also get the death of um, – Ogre? Oh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. whip lady. Yeah, she gets shot. Yeah. Which which gets shot just straight in the back. Like, which gets shot? The ogre gets. He gets three in the back. Yeah, right. And but, he crawls over to his throne and, and dies there. Lights which up I a was cigar like, with the flames. I was like, that's the way to go. <laughs> I felt so proud of him. I was right? like, dude, if I'm in my own like mansion. I'm going to go to, like, my room and die like a king. Well, this is what he said. He negotiated that because um, they were like, you have to die. You're not, like, the main yeah. guy, right? And he's like, I don't die, right? And they're yeah. like, well, you have to. Like, That's good. And he goes, well, if, that, if I have to, I'm going to write how I go out. Right, I'm not gonna go out like a bitch and just get shot. Yeah. He was like, I'm gonna crawl him. over to my throne. I'm gonna light my signature cigar up on the napalm flames and then like melt. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I thought that was the best part of the movie. Oh yeah, I was like, that's the most Dude, character he's choice. Yeah, he's kick ass. Everything, everything yeah. he did. Like, so after that, um, it all kind of just goes downhill and becomes a boring movie. Trash and <laughs> Anne. Are kind of doing their thing. Oh yeah, and get shot. And get right. shot. She twice. saves trash. Yeah, she like jumps in front of bullets and is one like, bullet gets heard and two bullets get shown. Yeah. <laughs> like two exit wounds. But Anne dies and she's like, "Remember me, I'm white." <laughs> yeah, is essentially it. <laughs> yeah. And then trash is like, "You won't get killed for no reason." Right. And so everyone's dying, and while that's happening, he takes a, a grappling ha- hammer gun. is up. Yeah, hammer is up in the in like ceiling. A There's a circle hole in the second floor yeah. where he's been looking down on everything, being like, "Ride, horseman!" Right, and he's just laughing the throughout everything that we've been yeah. describing with the napalm. He's just up there being like, <laughs> and you're just like, "Why? Like, do something!" Yeah. Like, like, because he's not even commanding, really. He's yeah. just up there, like, <laughs> and you're just like. Could somebody just do something about this guy? Yeah. And so, out of nowhere, Trash has a harpoon. Well, he picks it up off the floor. Yeah, he picks it up off the, the floor. The only so time I I've noticed something. Officer, right? And shoots a harpoon into Hammer's chest. Just dead aim, right? Yanks it down. Hammer, like, like first He's the like, harpoon, Ugh. he leans against the wall, right? And then is like, wait a minute, I need to fall the other way. Yeah. And falls through the hole. And then Trash proceeds to take and drag him on his motorcycle. And then uh, basically it's like 
I'm just going to drag the guy around it a bit, so if you want to start the credits, that'd be cool. Yeah, he ties it to his <laughs> motorcycle, and then is just like, here we go, and then the movie ends. Just freeze frame on him rolling out. There is no solution to what happens to the company with this figurehead daughter that they 100% needed and killed a million people for. You don't even know There's if Hammer's no, going yeah. to die. He just is getting it's dragged just, behind a motorcycle. The movie just ends, He's and like, that's so, so anticlimactic. I got some things to yeah. do. Guys, you want to roll these credits? <laughs> like, I'm busy. Yeah. yeah. So um, this film has a sequel. Yeah, <laughs> it does have a sequel. So maybe maybe that's what happened to Hammer after no, that. I hope not. Um, <laughs> it uh, it's. I mean, this was this was a fun one to start out the new year with. I will say that. Yeah, um, something. Uh, I want to say that. There, there was a this whole movie was actually inspired by the director being in New York and missing his subway stop and actually going to the Bronx and almost getting robbed. Oh! <laughs> so this whole movie's like I, yeah. I'm terrified. The Bronx is real. It's a real thing. Well, right? yeah, it is. By eight years from now, this place will be a shithole. Well, uh, <laughs> give it time; it'll be worse. Right. <laughs> So yeah, that's um that's nineteen ninety, the Bronx Warriors. Uh you got some W's? Um I don't know. I think I would show this to people if it was like If you're a fan of Fred Williamson, that's the only way I would show it. What else was Fred was Fred Williamson um I don't okay. know why, but I feel like he was uh, called He was in MASH Calrissian. No, he's not Lando. <laughs> well, then but never mind. if we're talking about like, oh, it's Jim Morrison's stump double and like everything else we did in this thing, then it's like, yeah, he could be Lando Calrissian's yeah. stump stunt double. Um, but no, Fred Williamson, like he's. I mean, if we list, if we listed off Jennifer Jason Leigh, we should probably list off his too. I mean, yeah, he did. He did so many interesting films, like back in that like black exploitation, um, like grindhouse era. Uh, it's hard to like those those who know it. Like he did a lot of just like the Bronx. He did uh, Warrior, the Lost World, and Warriors of the Wasteland. Let a warrior. Like people were into that with him. Apparently, uh, Mister Mean was another big one from that time. Um, uh, Half Nelson was a TV series and The Equalizer as well. Uh, Delta Force Commando, uh, things like that. Black Cobra, uh, a lot of Delta Force, uh, which is all canon films. And then um, <laughs> he, like I said, I one the thing I recognize him for the most that isn't from that time period is from Dust Till Dawn. Uh, but also he went on to. Do do some other films like he did a uh, Starsky and Hutch. Oh, um, okay. And uh Oh, the 2004 one. Never mind. Yep, yep. Uh he he went on to do there's a there's a couple different things that he's in production for now. Um this, I I this is a film I want to do. <laughs> yeah. it, it's so I'm like do I even get to say it? Like Oh no, don't say that. This trailer Never mind. 
Yeah. No. Boss nope. N-word yeah. is what it is, right? And it is not but the word boss N-word. I need it to, is... off air, I need to show you this trailer because it is amazing. Well, for another time. Yeah. No, I think, but it is it is hilarious and it is, it's he's basically playing, um, and I've always wanted to watch it in its entirety. He's basically playing, just like Blazing Saddles, he's a black man that becomes sheriff of a Wild West town. Oh. Right, and it's just like wild, slapping wild the shit out of Whitey the whole movie. Good, Whitey <laughs> like, deserve it. Like just taking this Yikes. town over, yeah. and and people are basically just like in Blazing Saddles, being like, I can't believe we have a nah for you know, oh, like no. yeah. And he's like, uh, you gonna call me that? Is that is that what's happening right oh, now? Okay. Like it's like that, and it's so funny. Oh, oh you gotta Yikes. watch this trailer because the trailer has a theme song. Which they sing Boss N-Word. No. (laughs) Not doing it. All right. So that about does it for us. We'll get Kevin back in here. (laughs) Um, Great having you all here. Bye. But Fred Williamson, that is like – I want to watch that one. So, um, yeah, my W's are like – if you're a fan of Williamson, I would show it to you. Like go watch The Warriors instead. Honestly, go watch The Warriors instead. Go watch Escape from New York instead. They're both There are a million different movies with the same premise. Yeah. And this one kind of doesn't follow through because it's like a futuristic, wacky, wonky, like, what's happening in New York at this time? Because everything's crazy. But there's nothing about it that's futuristic. It's just costumes. It's not even a fun set. Like It's not um, even post-apocalyptic. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's boring besides the costume design. Yeah, so. it's basically like That's if somebody it. was like, we just don't Sound go in that neighborhood. Costume. Yeah. <laughs> Sound and costume are the only things that make this film good. So. Yeah. Yeah, and the tap dancers. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sound. So that just about does it for us. Uh, make sure you follow us on all the social networkings if you're tuning in for the first time. Uh, that's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And yeah. you can follow us at Bombs Away Show. If you'd like to write us a more personal uh, message, you can Facebook message us or you can send out an email. Contact at Bombs Away Show is that email. Um, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on yep. iTunes. That's extremely important uh, to us. That te- that lets yeah. us know how we're doing. Exactly. Like, if if you don't tell us, then we're gonna keep doing things yep. that you might not want. And so, um, I'm gonna add in mm-hmm. just to see who's paying attention. Ooh. If you can tell me my all-time favorite movie that I'm terrified of doing on this podcast, we will let you pick the next film Ooh, okay yeah i think jonathan can tell me that movie do you know what letter that movie starts with uh s yep yes it does okay exactly okay okay, okay. that means you guys been listening for more than one you episode have for one sure. letter to guess with and if you are the first person to at us on twitter facebook or instagram yeah, whatever any of the social networks you will get to pick like a that. movie i like so, that so yeah. That also sees how long you've been listening. So. Absolutely. Uh, make sure you stay tuned. Uh, I think by next week, I uh, can't promise anything, but by next week we might have our uh, Indiegogo up for our Comic-Con adventure. Yeah. So um, just uh, stay tuned for that. And there'll be there'll be amazing prizes that we're going to give away, T-shirts, things like that. Uh, just stay tuned. It's uh, And this is... Really, for the fa- the fans helping us and us like for the fans at the same yeah. time. So uh, that just about does it for me. Do you have anything else to plug? No, it's just a fun little plug to see who's listening. What are you watching right now? Um, dark 
Dark? On uh, Netflix. Okay. It's a German Netflix original. Interesting. Yeah, it's really good. It's mm-hmm. really sexy. I tried listening to it with an English dub, and I couldn't do it, which is saying a lot because... Um, I think I remember I love, you talking about this. Yeah, I think I might have mentioned it before. But it's I love like a haunted stories or something. It's, it's very much. Um, it's very. It's Stranger Things mixed with uh, it, which mm-hmm. is kind mm-hmm. of already in the same ground. Sure. But um, it's German, and there's an English dub, but I could not. And I I hate. I hate subtitles, but I do too because I feel like it's yeah. distracting me from the visuals that are happening. I on have screen. to read instead of look at it. Right. But this one, I felt like because I speak a good German? amount of German, yeah. like I, I didn't know that I can look at it and I can read it, but I can also like I can read it quick and jump mm-hmm. back up, but still understand whatever like words I miss. Sure. So okay, that's why I I love it. It's so good. It's so amazing. Awesome. It's, okay. It's dark. It takes place in woods. Which I think is amazing. Like I loved it. I don't know. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. I am. Um, I am currently back to uh, watching South Park uh, because I'm trying desperately. Forty-year-old gay man. <laughs> gay. Okay. Older gay men love South Park. Do they? Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> I'll never understand it. They're like they were the first one to do Big Gay Al. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. And actually, I like that's my one of my most hated. Not Al, but. Um, is Garrison. Mr. Garrison is one yeah. of my most hated characters. It just it's it seems so forced. It's know. extremely forced because like he basically goes through he's like the Ryan Murphy of characters in that thing where it's like I'm gonna go through every single gay message I yeah. can where it's like exactly. first it's like uh um Well that's know, the sh- first that's I'm the, gay, then yeah. I'm transsexual, then I'm not, then I'm just it's, it's the thing with Mr. straight Garrison. shows is like they want that gay character to be everything on the LGBTQ spectrum right. to where it's like I'm gay but then I transgendered to a lesbian and now yeah. I'm a lesbian and I actually it's, like it's Mr. Like, Slave no, better than geez, him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I am re- I'm currently on like season 11. I'm trying desperately to catch up so that I can play the two video games that came out. That's why cuz sure. I was like cuz someone needs to do that. No, they're actually really good. They're uh-huh. like uh they're role-playing video games based on the South Park series that like actually go with uh, some really clever stories. And I think that South Park itself has gotten smarter over the years. I used to hate it. No, like, they they I will say that's the one comedy that like I will appreciate as being smart compared to every other American mm-hmm. Dad Family Guy. Yeah. The one thing that I am happy about that um Disney purchasing Fox is literally shutting down <laughs> I want them to shut down Seth MacFarlane. I don't want him to exist anymore. I'm sorry. Wow, that's 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 brutal words. It's what needs to happen. It's like yeah. Which brings me to a point to end this up is like we're probably going to have to like do uh, sausage party. Don't say it. No, that's not how. Sausage Party is like an offshoot. I know it's. I know it's what's his butt. It's Rogan. Yeah, has nothing to do with Seth MacFarlane. But it's it's a Seth MacFarlane esque. Esque. <laughs> I was gonna say how to die, a million ways to die in the West. Yeah, that's a piece. Of, exactly. Yeah, that's a. That's piece. what I'm saying. It's that. It's that type. Yeah. I don't know what Charlie's Theron and Liam Neeson are thinking in that movie. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yep, that just about does it. Uh, welcome to a brand new year, brand new. Not well, not brand new. A brand podcast. new us. Yeah, we're um, not. But there are like like we just did. We just went on a trope of what we're watching. We want to let you know that like we're not always watching shitty things. Like and we're. We're going to we recommend are. some good things to you. 
Like, um, you know. Like my burps. Go. I mean, if you haven't at this point, something's wrong with you, but, like, go watch The Last Jedi. It's phenomenal. It's a great addition to the story, and it really is nothing like you're expecting. If you're a fan being like, I know what's going to happen, and I expect it to happen this way, expect to be completely disappointed, and you should be for not taking risks and chances in your life. Um so other than that, uh, I go see Jumanji. That was good. Yeah. And that's it. Uh anything else? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um Your Jumanji comment just just threw you off. It really did. Yeah, it was good. And it brought the hiccups back. Yeah. <laughs> um well, that's jeez. They're not hiccups. They're like I no. I hiccup. Burps. I like to hiccup. Okay, we're out of here <laughs> and no, end it with a burp. No, we're done. <laughs> so I so, just um, <laughs> essentially what that was one. That oh, was the right come there. Come on, stop. <laughs> they're like, oh, this is a new podcast. I don't like uh, it. Oh, come that on, was stop. One too. Stop it. Just I'll oh, stop. Okay, okay well, okay. wrap it up then. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this just about does it for us. It bombs away. My name is Jonathan Young. I'm Jared. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm apologizing for everything I've ever been. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Ew. Bye. I had no line for this movie. <laughs>this is Jarrett with bombs away podcast i'm here at the frida cinema once again recording for your all's pleasure frida cinema that sounds pretty familiar oh yeah it's because we bring it up so much it's where we live it's where we record now you may know of the frida cinema but you may not know enough about the frida cinema so the frida cinema is a program of the long beach cinematique and it's located in santa Ana in southern california it services neighboring communities as a nonprofit art house cinema dedicated to educating, connecting, and enriching communities through the art of cinema. It is a pretty amazing experience, but how do they do that? Well, one of the ways they do that is with shadow casting. So shadow casting, if you don't know, is whenever they have a cast below the screen acting out the movie as the film is projected behind them which is pretty neat, but that's not all. They also get audience participation, so you feel like you're part of the film, that you have that amazing, enriching experience. Some of the films that we do shadow casts with are Little Shop of Horrors, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Repo the Genetic Opera, and The Forbidden Zone. That was the last time you heard of The Forbidden Zone. Am I right, ladies? Other things that we do, if you're not into shadow casts, but you love that audience participation... Um, our special events. We've done Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and it was a lights and sound spectacular. And there were also words along the bottom of the screen that helped you know when to participate in the film. And maybe you just want to watch a film, which is okay, because the Frida Cinema does show films. But maybe you want to watch a film in a different atmosphere. Well, the Frida Cinema has rooftop showings. Some of the films that have shown on our rooftop are the most recent Beauty and the Beast, or Ghostbusters, and Jurassic Park. 
One of the cool things that happened with Ghostbusters and Jurassic Park is we actually had guests. For instance, Jurassic Park had the guest of the Jeep Wrangler, you know, that nice tan and red Jeep that we see just driving all around that park. It's an amazing photo opportunity, and it's something you get to brag about to your friends and post on that Instagram. If you want more information about the Showtime's location and everything film and entertainment related to the Frida Cinema, just go to www.thefridacinema.org. You can also follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash thefridacinema, and on Instagram and Twitter at thefridacinema. The Frida Cinema, for the filmmakers, the filmgoers, and for you. This has been a production of Big Bulb Entertainment, executive produced by Jonathan Young. For more media and information, visit us at www.bigbulbentertainment.com. Big Bulb, what's your bright idea? Shh.